Welcome to the Infinite Kaleidoscope, a space where we talk to creatives about being creative. I'm your host, Kristen Kofer. Hi, this is Marissa Nadler, and you're listening to the Infinite Kaleidoscope. The memory of you emerges from the night around me. The river mingles its stubborn lament with the sea. Deserted like the wharves at dawn, it is the hour of departure, O oh deserted one. Cold flower heads are raining over my heart, O oh pit of debris, fierce cave of the shipwrecked. In you the wars and the flights accumulated, from you the wings of the songbirds rose. You swallowed everything, like distance, like the sea, like time. In you everything sank. It was the happy hour of assault and the kiss, the hour of the spell that blazed like a lighthouse. Pilot's dread, fury of a blind driver, turbulent drunkenness of love. In you everything sank. In the childhood of miss my soul, winged and wounded, lost discoverer. In you everything sank. You girdled sorrow, you clung to desire. Sadness stunned you, in you everything sank. I made the wall of shadow draw back, beyond desire and act, I walked on. O oh, flesh, my own flesh, women who I've loved and lost. I summon you in the moist hour, I raise my song to you. Like a jar, you house the infinite tenderness, and the infinite oblivion shattered you like a jar. Marissa Nadler is a dream folk musician and fine artist based in Nashville, Tennessee. Over the course of her musical career, Marissa has put out 10 albums, her most recent one being The Path of the Clouds on Sacred Bones and Bella Union Records. Today, Marissa speaks to us about her creative journey, how she survived the last two plus years, and more. A musician and a painter. I'm from Massachusetts and right now I'm living in Nashville, Tennessee. My mother, as I told you, is a painter. So my earliest memories are of her painting. She used to do murals in children's hospitals and unlike glass of businesses around town. But my earliest memory of me doing it was like her teaching me how to paint. So it's pretty sweet. We both paint every single day. So I'm grateful that she definitely sent me down that path. And also I just had her genes. There's just a lot of art in the family, you know. I had a girl band in high school. We played in the high school cafeteria. I was playing guitar already. Like stupid stuff like that. Ever since I was a kid, I loved to sing, but I was more like screaming during the high school band times. I was fun and I just got more into it. Like it was an obsession. Like I fell in love with writing songs and then I never looked back. Were there women even at that time that you were inspired by? Well, in high school, I was really into Ani DeFranco because I was very liberal and I liked what she was about and I liked 
her guitar playing. I like Tori Amos in high school. I like Courtney Love a lot. And Bikini Kill, L7, Nina Simone, Strong Women, I guess. Once I got to college, I was solo. And I kind of got into folk music through grunge music. Because my mom was tired of listening to, like, what I was into. And she got me a Joni Mitchell tape and a Carole King tape. And it, like, really wowed me and at the same time I bought Leonard Cohen's cassette tapes after hearing about him through Nirvana through the song Penny Royalty and my taste just kind of changed and I got really into finger picking so my first performances were kind of finger style guitar and weird lyrics it was fun (laughs) I don't think at that time I thought it could be a career just because I was already in school to be an illustrator. And so at first it was just like a hobby that I really enjoyed, but I just got a lot more serious about it. It was like this intrinsic pull more than anything else. It was like a discovery that, that I stumbled upon, I guess. When did Sacred Bones find you? Not until much later. There, there was a long period of different labels in between those. From about 2003, when I was graduating from grad school, I put out the first record, Ballads of Living and Dying. And I was more in like the underground scene for a long time. And I put out six records before Sacred Bones found me like... 2014. Okay. Yeah. So I had been on Kamado Records and Mexican Summer Records is named after my song. And then I worked with, yeah, just a bunch of different labels after that. A pivotal moment in my career where I started my own record label for two records, my self-titled record, and one after that. Then I got signed by Sacred Bones after doing like a Kickstarter and stuff. So I've had a really strong second act, but there was a pretty big dip career-wise. One of the many things that draws me to Marissa is that she is constantly creating. I definitely am somebody that's happiest when I'm working on something the last few years because we haven't been able to tour it's been strangely a creative time for me because it's like what else am I going to (laughs) do because it's what I do for work so I have more time since I'm not traveling I consider the path of the clouds the record that I really put all my energy into I produced it myself and I'm really proud of it and that's the record that I consider what most of my energy went to instead of dreaming is the name of a covers collection and I'm definitely really like that one too though they're covers so it's less of an emotional investment 
Marissa has been putting out cover songs for years. A recent favorite of mine is from 2020, when she put out her own version of Santo and Johnny's Sleepwalk. The original song doesn't have any lyrics, and Marissa gave them some. The whole piece has that gorgeous guitar sound that we know, and then Marissa's ethereal lyrics on top. It sounds like a dream. Marissa, how do you select the songs that become your covers? I just keep a running list in my head. Like, if I have a song that I hear that I really like, I'm like, oh, I want to cover that. And sometimes I get lucky and it happens. I love doing covers because it's so freeing. Like, you already know it's a good song. Whereas, like, when you're putting your own stuff out, there's this huge element of battling with your inner demons and self-doubt like that I think every artist or human goes through. I would really love to hear your advice on being a full-time musician because I think living in like society that we live in, if you say to someone, oh, I want to be a full-time musician, I want to be a full-time photographer, you know, immediately people are like, what else do you do? <laughs> I know it's something I've been battling my whole life, like even going to art school. It's a real shame that we even have to go through that because I'm a firm believer that societies and civilizations that have been the most thriving ones have had really great arts come from them, like whether it's music, symphonies, paintings, inventions, architecture design and it's what really makes society work and so it's sad that we have to justify it but that being said it's definitely not an easy path I think my approach is just to take it day by day yeah which sounds a little bleak but it's a weird time right now I've tried doing full-time day jobs many 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 times over course of my adult life and we shouldn't have to justify the work itself so it's like some days are good some days are like what am I doing (laughs) (laughs) like sometimes I consider even at this point in my career like pivoting just because it's been a hard time for artists do you find when you make music it brings you joy I do. That's the reason that I ultimately have chosen this life, this lifer. Not only does creating it bring me joy, but connecting with other people through the artwork does as well. I love that Marissa describes herself as a lifer in the artist's journey. I've been thinking about her words a lot since we spoke. A lifer. And I think that's what it is to be born a creative. It seems like the more people I talk to, we all share this common thread, that we are the happiest when making anything. Well, I think with any life pursuit, you have to be in for the right reasons. Like, I didn't decide to become a musician because I wanted to be famous. That was actually the last thing. I think my main goal had been maybe that I wanted to be well-respected as a writer or an artist. But I think when you go into it for reasons like I want to be rich or famous, that may not be the easiest motivation. 
I don't know. There is a bit of a disparity. I think my advice would be for people to stay true to their own goals. Yeah. I had a lot of people over the course of my life that have told me to go get a straight job. And I'm really pretty proud that now I'm able to support myself just as a musician and artist. It's actually possible, as you know, and it's really rewarding. I'm always pro people pursuing their path. Like, I think it can happen. It just is a little harder. Yeah, I think so. Like just working from home for a lot of people can be challenging, like through this whole pandemic. That's why I go for a drive every single day just to get out of the house for no other reason than, all right, I'm leaving this room. It's driving me crazy. I think we're going through collective psychosis right now. Oh, I completely agree with you. (laughs) You know, I wish I was like, just keep your head down and everything will be okay. But humanity is going through some stuff right now. Humanity is always suffering, but the past few years, I think there's been this almost camaraderie around our (laughs) mutual humanity. Yeah, I love because of this pandemic, people are openly talking about mental health because I've been dealing with mental health issues since I was seven years old. (laughs) I know it's good because now depression, I think, is more widespread and for good reason. So people are talking about it more. Oh, yeah. I thought something was wrong with me because it wasn't talked about. Oh, it definitely wasn't talked about. I think you and I are the same age and I know for a fact that it was not societally acceptable to talk about being depressed. Things have really changed since we've been kids. I know. Or young adults, even like lots of shitty stuff happened to me. And um, it was just more accepted and not talked about. I feel bad for our generation, <laughs> but I do know that ones before that had it even worse, but it's still not okay. That's probably part of the reason I started writing like murder ballads when I was 18 years old. (laughs) Wow. Like, or why, I don't know why I was so dark, but. It's okay to be dark though. Like, I think we need dark and we need light. Not Mm -hmm. everything can be happy and positive all the time. Yeah, for sure. Agree with that. I've very rarely released a happy song over the course of 10 records, but. I actually did just do a happy song. I just released a cover song called Seabird. Yeah, I've listened to it. I like it. <laughs> Thanks. I heard the song in a movie and I really liked it. It's out of the box stylistically for me and not indicative of a direction I'm going in. I, it was a one-off. Like, yeah. Can I sing? <laughs> yeah. I'm sure that anything that you're listening to probably inspires you, even if you're not really thinking about it. Yeah, absolutely. I'm trying to listen to some new music just because it's easy when you make music for a living to not want to listen to music. When you had your cover of Sleepwalk come out, I loved that. Thank you so much. I'm pretty proud of that one too. You know, I do think this period of time has been good in some ways. Like, It's forced me with all this extra time with no touring, which I did every year for over 15 years. Mm. I'm like, oh my gosh, I better draw 
-hmm. better work on these paintings, trying to keep busy. Yeah. How do you find your inspirations? (laughs) I watch a lot of movies and television and (laughs) I listen to radio shows of like weird things. Like I do love true crime, but I also listen to the news obsessively. Like I'll, I listen to this HLN satellite radio show like mm. obsessively and I'm trying to get off of it just because it's like addictive. But <laughs> did you watch that true crime show in the 90s? Yeah. Yeah, me too. I watched Unsolved Mysteries. That was a huge inspiration for my last record. Four songs from The Path of the Clouds are directly inspired by episodes from unsolved mysteries um no i did not know that yeah if you like it's in the, uh bessie did you make it okay and then the path of the clouds is about deep cooper okay and then sometimes you just can't stay is about the alcatraz escapees and and couldn't have done the killing another one anyway i was drawing inspiration from the lack of the outside world i guess I truly did not know that Marissa's latest album was based off this 90s television show called Unsolved Mysteries. Listener, have you ever seen this? My grandma watched a lot of true crime TV, and this show used to terrify me, as the mysteries remain unsolved. So who knows what's still lurking, and where? I asked Marissa what else she has been up to during this time, and if she had any advice for women trying to make it in the music industry. Well, I've been trying to paint every single day and draw every single day and try to be as industrious as possible. I do think our worlds have gotten a lot smaller, but the artwork that we make makes the world a lot bigger. I have a painting show that I just signed on for in Nashville that's a bunch of musicians slash painters and I've been working on a series of figurative works that I'm really proud of. How can people see them? www.marissanadler.com On my website, I do have a fine art section. I have two photography books that I made. Wait, you do? I didn't know this. I do, yeah. They're um, on my merch page through Hello Merch, but one's called Light Show and one's called Shadow Show. And they're all black and white, and a lot of them are abstract. I make animations as well and did a bunch of my own videos. All the Colors of the Dark, that's the video I'm most proud of making. Maybe not the song, but the video is really cool. This whole new record's been a really good creative burst. I think my best advice is for women to stay true to themselves. I've had my fair share of disappointments in my career, but I didn't let it knock me off. It's just very important to have conviction and confidence. It's a hard thing to have. I've struggled with confidence my whole life. I was actually just watching Queer Eye and they were quoting this quote that says, it's progress, not perfection. I think 
if you can just take one step closer to your goals every single day, even if you have major setbacks in your life, it can really be wonderful. You see yourself making music for the rest of your life? Yeah. Music and art and videos and animations, paintings. I'm definitely a creator in my heart. And there's always a part of me that's like, should I go back to school and become a nurse? Mm. But then I realize what I already do is nursing some people. That there, there is a validity in like the actual existence of music and art. The people that make it worth it, you know? The people that make music and art are worth it, Marissa. If anything about my story that could be inspiring, it's I didn't get famous on my first record or even my second or third. I kind of started to get like a buzz around my third or fourth, but it, it took a long time to get to a point where like when I released a record, people listened to it. For anybody that doesn't know your music, out of your 10 albums, do you have a, a starter album you think would be good for people? I would recommend two records first. And that would be July and The Path of the Clouds. I think those are my two best records, but that's just me. And that's also user consensus, but I just try my best every single time. And it kind of depends what you're going through when you're writing. Like, it's no secret that those two records came at really pivotal times in my life and the other ones didn't. Yeah. Yeah. I think great art can come from great strife. I agree. It's probably how you're processing it. It's exactly how I'm processing it. So I'd highly recommend people that are really emotional or empathetic to go into the arts, you know? I think that's beautiful. Final advice. Thank you, Marissa Nadler, for being so open with us. Your music is gorgeous and soul-wrenching. Like Marissa says, if you're an emotional or empathetic human, check out her work and go into the arts. I think if you can just take one step closer to your goals every single day, even if you have major setbacks in your life, it can really be wonderful. Thank you for joining me again today in another Infinite Kaleidoscope. All of Immersa's music links are in the show notes. Thank you, too, to the folks who have left me reviews. Reading them made my day, and it is another reason that I want to continue to do this. Marissa read, excerpt of The Song of Despair, a poem by Pablo Neruda. The theme music is by Chelsea Wolfe and Ben Chisholm. Other music by Marissa Nadler. Cover art is by Ascendi Santa Maria. Finally, I hope that everyone is okay out there. I'm sending lots of love, and we'll see you here next week with another creative and their story. This podcast is a proud member of the BFF.FM podcast network. Learn more at podcasts.bff.fm. BFF.FM, best frequencies forever.